Conrad Alert. Civil defense information will be broadcast at 640. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Y2K, how can we prepare? Stop a few of their machines and radios. Throw them into darkness for a few hours. We are fighting for our lives. My family must survive. Boom for five years. Thousand gallons of gas. Air filtration, water filtration. Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada. Streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Telegram, Rumble, Odyssey, and the Prepper Broadcast Network. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I'm Toolman Tim, and today is January 19th, 2023, and this is episode 238 of the Workshop Podcast. How the hell is everybody? Feels like it's been forever. I think it's only been three nights, but uh, when you stream four days in a row and then you take three nights off, all of a sudden you feel like you're right out of the loop. So good to have you. First off, for those who are uh, in here, I hope you like that new intro. We've been running it a couple of times now. Gives me a little more time to get everything set up in the background, but honestly, I wanted something that kind of had... Uh, I just... I wanted to bring in a whole bunch of neat quotes that meant something to me. So I hope you appreciate that. And tonight we've got a new overlay as well. I uh, got a little cleaner, reached out just like I always say to a guy on Fiverr and had him do this uh, nice new overlay. Uh, you got to check this out. We have, uh, you can't tell because there's black in the background there, but it's a floating logo now. So you can uh, see through it. January is always the time that I shine things up. I try to make time to do it. So new intro, new overlay. Here we are. Okay, let's get our announcements out of the way. Number one, our first and foremost sponsor, FortressK9.com. My brother Joel, make sure you give him a follow, a like on all the platforms. He's on TikTok, he's on Instagram, and of course he has the Protection Dog Podcast, which you might be like, well, it's just about dogs. Well, no, it isn't. It's about making your life better. It's about taking inspiration from a guy who absolutely just, you know, his world fell to pieces and he built something back even better. So check him out at FortressK9.com. Number two, and it's cool to have Brian in here tonight. Uh, do not forget, this is the this number two announcement, the lotsproject.com. Brian hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So he is having a giveaway. Uh, I'm giving away a, a year subscription to the Patch of the Month Club. But more than that, he's got all kinds of cool things he's given away. There's my brother, uh, brother-in-law, Barrett Bishop. We're going to talk about him in a little bit, too. He uh, souped up the old ram today, and it's, uh, it's a sweet-looking thing. So, yes, make sure. The deadline is January 23rd, so get over there, fill it out, give him some love, and have a chance to win some free swag while you're at it. Finally, PurpleBroadcasting.com. Actually, I just as I was going live, they're updating the website over there, but... This is the Thursday show. We're live on PBN as well. So if you want to support all my brothers and sisters and fellow podcasters and a great, incredible community over there, go to prepperbroadcasting.com or pbnfamily.com. Follow some of my fellow creators. And if you're so inclined, you can always sign up to be a member as well. So what am I drinking tonight? It's an old fashioned. I just got some simple syrup that is made with pure vanilla extract. So I haven't even tried it yet. We're going to try it. And uh, due to my brother, Ken Esch, I picked up a bottle of Four Roses. Never had Four Roses bourbon before. I'm rather enjoying it. But it, uh, yeah, I know it's nothing fancy or special, but uh, it wasn't something I had around here. So we're going to give it a shot. Here goes. 
Oh, that's pretty good. Got to tell you, my God. Anyway, hey, we got Jason in here tonight. How are you? Uh, Barrett, Renegade Butcher, Byron Roberts is in tonight. Good to see you guys. I seen uh, Scrambling come in and uh, pumped and dumped a uh, comment already. So <laughs> Renegade Butcher says, an old-fashioned, no way. Yeah, I know. Hard to believe, right? Well, guys, um, let's start with this week in the workshop. Tell you some cool things that are on the go. And then I'm going to tell you why January 19th is such a damn important day in mine and my family's life. And then we're going to talk about what we all came for, alternative social media and uh, the dumpster fire that Flo just turned out to be. But not all hope is lost. So we'll figure it out from there. Hey, Lady Lou. Oh, Jesus. We're going to, we have a spammer in here. If somebody wants to block her, she said that an old fashioned made with brandy. We need to block that spammer right now. So all right, uh, so um, first thing, this is kind of random, but uh, we have had, so we're talking about power outages and issues with power and that sort of thing. We've had basically three weeks of ice frost here. So the roads have been good, sidewalks have been good, except when the trees get blown and the ice frost blows down. But if you've never seen it, we like to call it hoar frost. It just makes me chuckle. It collects on everything. Well, coming back from my brother-in-law's shop today, you can see the power lines are drooping worse than a baby with a full diaper. They are to the point where some of them, not all of them, but they, <laughs> they are absolutely drooping so bad. And we've been noticing for about the last week, power has just been winking. Internet's been a little hokey. So this frost is just building up on everything. I've never seen it this bad in my nine years uh, today, of all things, nine years today of living out here. So it yeah, I kind of hope it either warms up or cools off so this shit can fall off the power lines, but it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It's not something you necessarily prepare for or think about, but it's just another way for power to get out around here. So thanks, Brian. He put uh, the spammer in timeout for us. <laughs> so the last two weeks, I have been a little bit scarce in the Telegram group. I mean, I've been around, of course, but I have been working my ass off to get the renovations done at the daycare. It's awesome. We got three toilets installed. I learned how to install a, a skirted toilet, which was kind of cool. I enjoyed that quite a bit. We're, oh, we're live over on TikTok as well right now, guys, in case anybody happens to come around. We'll just kind of keep an eye on the chat over there as well. So I learned how to install a, uh, a skirted toilet, which was cool. Three toilets installed. A <laughs> Barrett remembers. Absolutely. Yes. We're going to bring that up in just a second here. And... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I've been drywalling, which I fucking hate, hate to drywall. But anyway, uh, I laid lamp, uh, vinyl floor, vinyl baseboards. I've been assembling. I've been installing toilets and sinks and oh, everything. But we're getting closer. I'm getting ready to paint the bathroom tomorrow, which is really exciting. That's a huge deal. They have The women, have, their phone has been ringing off the hook about getting into the new spaces that we're creating. So it's awesome. I love seeing a project come together. And remember, guys, I don't. I tell you this stuff, just so you know, this, you know, crazy old cannot can do it. You guys can do it too, right? And whatever you put your mind to, whatever project you want, whatever success you're looking for, I just think back to grade, was it grade eight social studies, Gary Dunn, one of my favorite teachers, he always, he had this big banner up, said hard work equals success. Well, I can tell you hard work doesn't equal success, but not working hard definitely equals failure. I mean, you know, you can work hard and still fail, but it's the best way to set your up for set yourself up for success. So there's that. Um, 
I've been experimenting. I've been putting up uh, five days a week now, uh, short form content. So I've got TikToks going up, you know, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, all over the place. And it's kind of exciting. I've been seeing some real growth because of it to the point where I think probably while we're live tonight, we'll hit 6,500 subscribers on YouTube. Um, we're not going to hit tonight, but within the next week or so, I should hit 10,000 followers on uh, TikTok, which is really exciting. And if they offered the uh, the Creators Fund in Canada, the 10,000 plus my viewing hours, hey, Donald Young, we got Donald Young over on TikTok. Good to have you, brother. I would technically be monetized on TikTok. So there's that. <laughs> yes, Jason says working harder than everyone else helps. Yes, it does. But you know what? In this day and age, it doesn't take a whole hell of a lot to work harder than most everybody else. So there's that. Uh, Brian has PTSD from drywall. Yeah, ask him why. He'll tell you. So yeah, we did the uh, tool bag switch over. I'm excited, really excited. Uh, I know that sounds so foolish, but yeah, it's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to switch over to a tool bag. Uh, there's a video on it. I'm not going to go into you know, long details on it, but I, I've been really, really happy with that swap so far. So uh, The Last of Us, if you guys aren't watching The Last of Us, you're just wrong. No, it's not true. I understand if you don't have time, but we are going to, um, tomorrow night, Becky and I are going to do our first installment of nine straight uh, recap episodes of The Last of Us. So if you're into post-apocalyptic television or be happy to, you know, literally, the only video game I have played to completion in the last 10 years has been The Last of Us. So I'm excited. And the first episode didn't disappoint. So if you're into, you know, fiction and TV and movies and stuff, we're going to have an extra episode. And tomorrow night, we're going to have a lot of fun. And Jason said he just hit uh, 35000 on TikTok and opted out of the fun when they pay you to throw out all your content. A lot. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, so, Yes. You saw my brother-in-law, Barrett Bishop, in here today, uh, tonight. We did some upgrades. Sorry, he did some upgrades to the truck. Put uh, a light bar. Oh, a beautiful 42-inch curved light bar on the bottom of the truck so I can see through deer when I see them at night now, which is great. LED lights in the headlights. In the box, we got some LED work lights or just replace the bulbs. And a slow opener for the tailgate to keep my uh, son from ripping it off when he drops it. Well, I do it too, so... There it is. But um, <laughs> the Lots Project says 12 viewing and six likes. Yes, hit that like button, guys. Always appreciate it. So, yeah, the lights are an important thing, especially with all the after hours driving that I do. I need it. It's a safety issue. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Renegade says an x ray bar. Yes, I will. Uh, <laughs> I think you could probably see through my hand if I put my hand over top of it, but it'll do the trick. The I know the prairies, there's not a lot of light at night and you get long flat areas. It's sure nice to see them deer running at you. So at least you can see through them when you hit them. Um, this has been the longest stretch. So this has been seven winters. I've been running my snow removal business, at least part-time. And I've kept records the whole time. This has been the longest stretch we've gone without snow. Uh, the night of the 26th. So boxing day night, we had snow and we haven't had any snow since. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. And as far as the long range goes, there's not much to speak of. It hasn't been super cold and it hasn't been super warm. It's actually been one of the nicest Januarys I can ever remember. So there's that. Um, you know, it's definitely not Southern weather yet, but it is what it is. Um, I rented a skid steer. I don't think I mentioned that yet, but that was a lot of fun. 
spent the better part of eight hours sitting on my butt, moving snow around, learning how to actually had to call my brother-in-law Barrett up. And I was like, Hey, um, yeah, so I'm stuck in the snow. Talk me through how to use the bucket to push myself out. <laughs> so he did. And I was able to figure it out. And by the end of the day, I became an expert at doing it, but just one of those things. If you've never done it before, you have to learn and you have to get that touch and figure it out. Uh, we bought a bunch of chickens from the Hutterites. I don't think I mentioned that yet, but I believe we bought 20 of them. And so we've got two deep freezes almost full of these big ass chicken look like small turkey. So that's kind of exciting. I saw a robot at Walmart the other day, guys. That was rather interesting. I was walking. I made a turn at the Walmart in Wainwright, which is just an average size town around here. Hey, Terry, just seen you join over on TikTok. I turned the corner and there is this um, floor washer, floor machine that is looking right at me with the big headlights on it running itself. So it's an autonomous vehicle. Skynet is taking over, but it was kind of interesting. So there you go. <laughs> um, and I picked up this cool tool that I posted, uh, asked a few people if they knew what it was. And it is a PEX ring remover, removal tool. And I am just, uh, yeah, I wanted one of them for a long time. It was like 25 bucks, but it allows me to simply cut the rings off of old PEX fittings so I can reuse them. I know, whatever. It's going to take a little while to pay for itself, but I always have a collection of PEX fittings that still have the rings on it. And I keep saying, oh, I'm going to hacksaw them off or something. Well, this made it absolutely simple and easy. I see, hi, Tim from Terry over on TikTok. Good to have you. So yeah, there we go. So that is what is, oh, uh, Jason says, I got 1,500 pounds of feed corn last weekend for 250 bucks. Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. Right on. And uh, is that going to be feed or is it going to turn into liquid sunshine of some sort or another? Because either way, I got no problem with it. So. so, January 19th. I always love today when my memories come up on Facebook and I get to look back on them and uh, see. January 19th, guys, was a crazy day. January 18th, the night before, nine years ago today, we took the kids out bowling because we knew that, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's put it this way. So we, we took the kids out bowling because we knew I wasn't going to see them for six months. We decided that uh, we were pretty sure we were going to leave our life behind out east, and it was not an easy decision. You know, our uh, lack of funds definitely got us into trouble. We were hurting and we knew we had to make a change. It's the biggest step and decision we have made in our married life. So we took the kids out. Charlotte was three. She got a spare. I thought that was pretty impressive. We went home. We were supposed to get up at about, uh, I don't know, three, four o'clock in the morning and head to the city, which was a three hour drive. Well, it, it started storming a blizzard and we had a Dodge, um, caravan that had bald tires on it and we knew if we were going to make it we had to start right away so we hit the road at 10 o'clock at night drove three hours got up there took us about five hours to drive up slept in the parking garage for a couple of hours almost missed my flight hopped on the flight with no money in my pocket i had to borrow half the money to pay for the flight and the only thing i knew and you guys have heard this story before but for those who haven't, I want you to hear it, and I'm going to share it because today is the day, and we celebrate milestones, and we celebrate anniversaries, guys, because it reminds us of where we've come from and what we're doing now. So I hopped on, hey, Liberty Late Night, Just I'm going to talk about you guys tonight. I've got you in my notes. They're over on Twitch. I love your little uh, disembodied heads in the icons there. Good to have you guys. 
So January 19th, I hop on a plane with nothing but the promise of a fold-up cot at my uh, um, at my in-law's place, at my brother-in-law Barrett Bishop and Amy's place. Hop on the flight. I had, when I say we had no money, no money. I think maybe enough to buy lunch at the airport or something. That was about it. But it didn't seem that weird at the time because that was just always the way we were. So they picked me up at the airport, went back to this little old town called Provost, and uh, yeah, started making a life for myself. I got out. I had to borrow their vehicle to go around. Actually, my sister-in-law drove me around to job interviews. I had to go, once I got a job, I actually got two jobs, but I picked the one I liked the best. Once I got the job, I had to go to Edmonton, which is three hours away, to take all my training. My sister-in-law was nice enough to lend me her vehicle for four or five days, which is crazy. It was awesome. I went up there, stayed in a hotel, and did all of my training for the oil patch. Again, with no money in my pocket, <laughs> with nothing. Um, I was just thinking about this, guys, but uh, I flew out here with rubber boots. I didn't even have proper winter boots at the time. They weren't insulated. And my first day uh, in the oil patch was uh, minus 40. I didn't tell anybody. I just told them they were insulated boots because I didn't want them to know. And uh, I bought myself a couple of uh, foot warmers at the gas station and they did fuck all, just so you know. Um, so eventually I found out that they offered a a stipend when you started that you could go to Mark's Work Warehouse and they'd pay for your boots for you. So that was cool. So I eventually got some insulated boots and uh, yeah, I remember. So, you know, it wasn't all uh, sunshine, rainbows and roses and all that shit. Because I remember about three, just before I found my own place uh, out here so that I could, you know, get a place to rent. So a couple of months under my belt, I'd never driven a standard before and I needed to buy a vehicle. So Barrett's like, let's go look at this little um, Ford Ranger quarter, quarter ton. <laughs> and it was uh, standard. So I bought it and I drove around in it and it was my vehicle. It's all I had. And I found a place to rent for my family and I would call my wife. And one night she told me, hey, Charlotte just broke down. She said, daddy, you're supposed to be here in the office working. And of course, uh, yeah, two-wheel drive. It was a little two-wheel drive Ranger. So that broke my heart. But I knew we were doing the right thing. Or at least I thought I did. And also, I've always said, you know, there's nothing quite like desperation to uh, inspire motivation. So there it was. And uh, I'd love to say happily ever after, but that's not true. Because uh, we get out here, we start getting our feet under us. You know, I get my class one driver's license. Becky gets a great job as a dispatcher. We start making some money. We start paying off our bills. We book a flight to Las Vegas to celebrate. And the first day of Becky's vacation, she gets laid off because uh, oil collapsed. The price of oil collapsed. And, well, we thought, here we go. We always said the, uh, the cook and the cooper luck followed us everywhere. But we said, fuck it. And we absolutely decided we weren't going to give in to just going back to the way things were. We weren't going to tuck our tail between our legs. We weren't going to go back out east. We had stayed, and we are going to make it work. So I uh, I started with the handyman business thing and uh, charged way too little. Couldn't get enough customers. So I went back again to working at the uh, hardware store like I knew. Hey, Canadian Farmstead, Potpourri of Life, Rachel Brown, good to have you guys. Anyway, all that to be said that uh, January 19th, Whew, changed our lives. Everybody has a day. And that's the day that we decided 
that we'd had enough of wallowing in self-pity and poverty. And we knew we had to make a change. We didn't know how big of a change it was. If we did, I don't know if we would have done it. There's no way in hell that this fellow nine years ago today ever imagined that we would be in the position we're in today. You know, uh, running a content creation business, a handyman business, a daycare business, um, you know, by anyway, yeah, bought property in the States, just bought a couple rental properties. And all of this came about because January 19th. So guys, remember, whatever your January 19th is, celebrate it. Maybe, maybe today's your January 19th. Shut up, Tim. It is January 19th. Whatever the hell. doesn't matter. But thank you, Rachel. I love it. Yeah, it's a neat little screen border, eh? I like that. So yeah, just remember, guys. You know, what do they say? The second best time to plant a tree is today. So whatever it takes. You know, if you need to do something. If you need to make a change. You know, John Willis is great about talking about burning the bridges. And uh, I didn't realize it at the time. But <laughs> Terry over on TikTok says, glad you stayed. We're glad we stayed too. And uh, I didn't realize we were burning the bridges, burning the boats, burning the plane. I didn't realize we'd burn it all behind us, but we did. We scorched earth or baby, and we didn't have a choice. We didn't, we, we had to succeed and we decided we were going to, because there, there was no other option for us. I don't think we ever realized that success was going to come the way it did. Uh, I'm sure as shit was a whole lot of hard work, but here we are guys. So anyway, just wanted to let you know that uh, January 19th to me and to Becky and, uh, you know, the kids know what we did. They just maybe don't remember the day necessarily, but I always love, I get these memories on Facebook of, uh, <laughs> thanks Byron. I appreciate it, man. He said, uh, first time I've ever heard your story. You've done great. Um, yeah, we, we were hurting. I'm telling you it always, uh, yeah, it just to think back on it, 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 it was tough, man. I'm just saying it was, and we, we made it and here we are. And uh, I'm fucking proud of ourselves, and rightfully so. I'm proud of my wife. I'm proud of my kids. I I don't know if I've ever said, I don't know if I told you guys this or not, but Becky stayed back east. It was almost six months, but five and a half months. She had five kids in a 130-year-old house. We had no money. Things were even tighter because I was out here, at least at first. And she had to hold that house down with a water pump that wanted to die or short out about three times a week. The power would flick out. And on top of it, she ended up having like a three or four day power outage. She had to figure out what to do with the kids for. So she held it together. She was the real champion. I got to come out here and, you know, pretend to be a bachelor and sleep on a coach for a while. Right. So it is what it is. But uh, Liberty Late Night is over on t on uh, YouTube now. They said, oh, here's where all cool kids are. Yes, we keep uh, we keep trying. Hey, so. Um, huh. So I just um, I can't post this from over on TikTok, guys. Um, Gunnerals just posted this and he said, January 19th, four years ago, since my dad was killed in a farm accident. What a wild day. Love your stuff, Tim. Thanks gun. And I just tell you, it's crazy because every day, every, every date on the calendar means something, whether it's good or bad to everybody. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else I could say to you, brother, but, uh, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. So thank you. Um, yeah, there we are guys. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a little deeper, a little chillier than I'd planned, but, uh, thanks for listening to me because January 19th is a fucking important day to us. And, uh, yeah, next year is going to be big 10 years and, uh, I'm excited. Right. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, uh, Brian said she had five and a half. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it was uh, it was actually uh, sex tuplets. Brian said five kids in five and a half months. That's amazing. Well, they were actually sex tuplets, but one of them was uh, pint size, and uh, she was three and a half months early. That, that's all. Not serious. Jason says July thirteenth is my January nineteenth. Maybe I should have uh, called this. What is your January nineteenth? But yes, love to hear it, Jason. And we'll uh, we'll sit down and have some uh, moonshine some evening. And I want to hear your story, brother. Good evening, Jake from Ravenwood Acres. If you guys aren't following Jake, make sure you do. He's got a really cool YouTube channel as well. So check him out. So you guys all came for the uh, thumbnail that I put up there, a picture of float with flames over it. That took me way longer to make than it should have. So I hope you really appreciated my uh, my stupid artistic endeavor. Uh, hey, Andrew, thanks for liking the live over on TikTok. we got six people live listening to us right now. So it's good to have you guys. We're also live on the... Hey, John Willis. Hello, hello. Good to have you, brother. Uh, we just had a deep conversation, but it's been a good time. So... Float is failing. Float is on fire. Float is sunk. Pick your corny dad joke, but unfortunately it happened. Now, there's probably a lot of people listening to this who are like, what the hell is float? And that's cool. That's no problem. So I'm going to fill you in. Float is F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P. -P. And uh, it was an app. It was a social media platform. It was a free speech uh, avenue that I was very in favor of, that I supported, that I... Uh, put a lot of time into and um, promote it a lot. And a couple of weeks ago, we knew things were going bad, but uh, I didn't know how bad they were going. I mean, they, they were good. Um, yeah. So Liberty late night said he's wondering what's up with float. So a uh, float has sunk. So about two weeks ago, uh, actually it's still technically live right now, but about two weeks ago I was live. I got a pinned message in telegram and I'm like, Whoa, I guess I got three seconds to look at this. And it was a message from Aaron. So Aaron and Kingsley are the co-founders and CEO of Float. And they're like, yeah, just in case you're wondering what's up, uh, Float. <laughs> float is an abomination. Or an ab <laughs> Brian says Float's an abortion. Yeah, Float's not good. Uh, so basically, it was a, you know, it was a place that a lot of us kind of flocked to because they're very much in favor of free speech, uh, an open platform you know, crypto. Eventually, I think the plan was to be on the blockchain. At one time, they even talked about being an app or tied in with Odyssey. And if you don't know what Odyssey is, it's a, a free speech or anyway, it was a free speech platform that's similar to YouTube. Anyway, it was something we all loved, or I don't want to say all, but a lot of us, hey, Corey, I see Corey over on TikTok. A lot of us were into, and yes, Canadian Farmstead, it was a great concept. So here's the thing. I don't know what went on behind the scenes at Float. I don't. And I'm not going to pretend to know. All I can say is my interactions with Kingsley and Aaron were all great. I love them. I love talking to them. We're going to, I'm going to share a lot of my memories about it. I have no idea how bad things got there. But if you guys know somebody who say opens a restaurant and they try their damnedest to keep it open and eventually it closes. Do you look at them and say, what a damn loser? I don't. I think, well, you know what? They tried. And if somebody does look at somebody who opens a restaurant and it closes and they think they're a loser, well, that's probably more of a reflection on the person looking than the person who tried. So that's the first thing about uh, a platform like that. 
their mindset, their focus, the principles were incredible. They wanted to be um, kind of a cross between Facebook and Twitter, and they wanted to be open source. And you guys can um, correct me if I'm wrong on some of this, but I think they wanted to be on the blockchain at one time if they weren't. They they even had this really cool thing where you could upload all of your Facebook information, which I did. So now all my Facebook stuff's on there as well. Um, so yeah, it says it could have been great if they ever released the tokens people paid for. So this is the problem. And this is, this is the rub, guys. This is where I've seen many, many people start many businesses who have thought, God damn it, if I can just get a little further, I'm going to make it. And if I can just do this or I can just sell that, and eventually they get to the point where they're completely broke and lost and they have to shut down. So I have no idea if the uh, crypto tokens were done in a malicious way or not. I have no idea. I'm not even going to try to guess. All I can base my experience on and what I wanted to talk about tonight was how much I loved Float at one time, how much of a dumpster fire it turned into, and how it's not going to turn me away from alternative social media platforms because of it. Here's the thing. So, like I said, oh, I've seen a lot of people do some desperate things in business to try to stay afloat. Um, and I, I don't know. Hopefully they make it right. I really, really hope they do. So Float is and was a social media platform. They're looking at spinning it into, I, I don't know what you want to call it, a, I don't know, like an automatic posting thing. So I can't remember, if anybody can remember the name of them, there's platforms out there that will automatically post your content to a bunch of different social media platforms. All of a sudden, they come out with an announcement. This is what we're going to try to do. And uh, yeah, so it was crazy because I remember I went back and looked. So two years ago, this past December, so December uh, 2020 is when I got started with Float. And it was almost unusable at the time, but I respected what they stood for. I wanted to be a part of it. Hootsuite. Thank you, Brian. So they want to be like a new version of Hootsuite. Uh, something that'll automatically post. I don't even know where the hell that came from. Doesn't even matter at this point because I won't be part of that at this point, at least not for a long time. So December, 2020, I remember thinking, I really think there's like, I, I had been with Odyssey for six months, I think that summer before. And I thought, Hey, maybe it's time we should get, uh, um, you know, some sort of social media platform that's going to run on the blockchain. It's going to be open source or, uh, free speech and all of that. And so I came across float and I found it. And the very next day, Jack Spirit was like, Hey, you guys, you should really check out this platform called float. And I'm like, huh, that's really cool. I I'd love to try this. out." So I did. And it was almost unusable. <laughs> so here you go. I respected what they were doing. I knew it was a new platform. I would post and it would sit there and spin its wheels. And I might be able to log in once or twice a day. It was horrible right? It was just absolutely horrible. Um, yeah, here, so uh, Renegade Butcher says, like giving up on running a venue to be a promoter after you lost all your funding money and went bankrupt. Yes, absolutely. And um, Brian says, I still want my 120% of my NFT purchase and float tokens is listed in the offering. I hope, so here's the thing, and this is where, this is where we find out what people are made of. So if they figure out a way to make this right to people, great. I, I'm glad I didn't buy in at this point because I didn't. And it's a shame. 
I wish we'd have known. I mean, we're never going to know what happened, but it it sucked. So here's the thing. I streamed on that platform constantly. I promoted the platform constantly. And everybody said, hey, it's a great platform. We'd love to see a bunch of upgrades. Cool. Okay. Well, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they ran out of venture capital funding or what, but everybody was pushing them. Hey, we need this feature. We need that feature. You know, we, we want, uh, we want stats for when we're live streaming We all this, right. And it ended up going completely. So I've never seen anything like this. If anybody else has been out there, this is the first time I'd ever been on like the leading edge of a new platform. I never did that before. I always came in late on everything. And so they're like, Hey, we're going to release the beta or whatever the hell it was. I can't remember the next version of float. And when it did, all hell broke loose. It got to the point where it was unfucking usable. I mean, it was worse. It was worse than when I was on there in December of 2020 because the problem is we'd become used to a platform that wasn't broken. And so they made it better by breaking it and I couldn't figure it out. All of a sudden it went from, hey, it's a decent Twitter and Facebook clone to, hey, this feels like Facebook in 20, uh, 2007. And when I try to post something, nothing will post. And every time I want to go live, I couldn't go live. I couldn't access my comments. I couldn't, I couldn't log in. And when I logged in, every time I'd go back, I'd have to log out again. And, you know, I, we all supported them when they said, hey, we're going to pull our apps from the app store and from um, the iTunes or from iTunes, whatever, because they want to see our book, whatever it was. I don't, they, anyway, they stood up for free speech and then they made it better and they broke the damn thing. And okay. People still were like, Hey, let's, let's give them some slack. They're trying really hard. They're a small team, but we were all like, it just kept going and going and going and nothing got fixed. So there was no improvements or so little improvements. And the worst was you have all these creators, all these users on the platform. And we're saying, listen, here's a problem. I can't live stream. And if I live stream, nobody sees it. What's going on? And it was like they just completely ignored them. Jack Spierko talked about it a bunch. He's like, listen, I understand you have issues, but you're pushing away all the people who have been your evangelists for the last year and a half at this point. And that's what happened. It got to the point where they became a joke. Nobody wanted to use it. I went in the first 18 months, I went from zero to 1400 followers. I was gaining multiple followers a day, you know, dozens of followers a week. I went from that to zero in the last six months. I haven't gained a follower on float. So eventually I just decided, Hey, uh, I got to stop streaming there because I'm, I have eight, eight platforms I can stream to and, um, anything, even if I get one view on Twitch, that's better than float. So I, I jumped over to rumble and give it a shot. And, you know, I'm getting, I don't know, between 10 and 20 views, uh, 20 live stream views over there right now, which is way better than Odyssey. And, uh, you know, you can't say 20 times better because 20 times zero is not a number, but anyway, well, it's zero, but, um, you can't say that because, uh, yeah, anyway, Rumble's been huge for me so far. So I'm enjoying it. But Float. So let's talk about the alternative platforms a bit, guys, because why did we all go there? <laughs> because, well, I don't know if anybody remembers back. Um, I guess it all started with, um, you know, uh, well, let's back up a little bit. Do you guys remember when there was the mass 
not exodus is the wrong word, but the mass purging from a lot of the social media platforms and uh, Alex Jones, love him or hate him, I don't know, but they kicked him all off. <laughs> Bradley Tosford, what a good man. That's a, a, my neighbor from up the valley, or up, up the alley, sorry. He just, he's very lucky to have the whole family here in Provost. Thanks, Mr. Tosford. Always appreciate you, brother. So, um, lots, yes, it does feed into StreamYard. I can fill you in a little bit. There's a couple extra steps you have to do in Rumble, but it's not that bad. I'm, I'm actually, it, it's been worth a couple extra steps. Once you figure it out, it happens pretty quick. Hey, Tom from Small Scale Life over on uh, TikTok tonight. Good to have you, brother. So yes, there was this mass purging of people who didn't go along with, and hey, I don't agree with 75% of what Alex Jones says, but you know what I do agree with? His right to free speech. Now, I get it. YouTube and all those platforms are privately owned i guess technically they might i who knows i'm not even going to get down that rabbit hole there they just got rid of a whole bunch of people they didn't agree with and so yeah um so that was the first thing we're all getting worried we're like we need to have alternative platforms to get out there and enjoy ourselves and all of a sudden everything is going really slow oh if you, you guys can still hear me let me be here okay i think we're good now so we all slid off of these platforms and <laughs> renegade butcher just made me laugh out loud so yeah we went there for free speech we went there for like-minded people uh whether it was whether it's odyssey whether it's rumble whether it's um like i said um float and a bunch of other platforms uh mines was another one for a while there was fire on a whole bunch of different ones right so that's where we went we wanted a safe place we could go that would support free speech would be open-minded we were looking for like-minded people People, which is good and we're about that um we wanted to make sure that we weren't completely canceled because that's another thing we absolutely wanted to make sure that we had a platform if we got cut off from one of the big ones we had a place to go and i think we all still lean into that um another thing that's really cool about going to some of these alternative platforms is you get in on the ground level, which is awesome. I love that. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened to Fire On, Brian. I tried Fire On for my 90-day period. Like I always say, I'll give anything three months, but it, was not, it wasn't my group of people. I was cool with that. That's okay. I'm not sure if it's still a thing. I'm going to guess it is, but I don't know. But when you get in on the ground floor with some of these social media platforms, these new platforms, it's uh, a little easier to grow um, a platform or to grow a brand or a community or an audience quicker there. It, it's easier to meet people because, hey, we're new. Let's all chat. Let's all talk. That's why we all kind of went to these alternative platforms, right? But there's a downside to all of them. <laughs> and a few of them. One of them is, and one of the worst, I think, is how much of an echo chamber they become. And uh, I don't know. It It's not a bad thing. I mean, we all want to talk to like-minded individuals but i think it's important to, to kind of stretch now i'm not saying you know interact and you know feed the trolls over on facebook all the time but when you become absolutely entrenched in an echo chamber well eventually everything starts sounding the same right and so it doesn't hurt to uh, have your beliefs tested once in a while it doesn't hurt to be up against somebody who doesn't believe what you believe at all and yeah so 
that's one of the things. Uh, another thing about the alternative platforms, <laughs> and this this could be good or bad, but it uh, it they they tend to attract a lot of the fringe people. And this was something that Amy Dingman and I talked about a lot. And um, you know, uh, Liberty Late Night was awesome as well. And uh, talking about this, and it was like you know, it, a platform is what you make it, right? And if all you're ever hearing about is you know, and if you're into chemicals in the water or chemtrails or whatever the hell it happens to be, great. But that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for legitimate interaction with other people who maybe weren't all fear mongering and completely lost into it. And that's fine. Whatever you're into, I'll support it till the day I die. Absolutely. So that's just another side of the alternative stuff. Um, but it's what you make it. And uh, I remember um, Dave and Mary from over on uh, Liberty Late Night. They said one of the things they loved was that they saw some of my posts on things like my generator or maybe what I was making for supper that night or even the Chihuahua sometimes. And I wanted to make it a little bit of a happier place, a place where we shared our lives and our celebrations. And it didn't just have to be, holy crap. Uh, yeah, uh, right here. Uh, pretty late night says all i wanted to see was just one picture of someone's dinner on float and i dig you <laughs> i totally dig you you know uh, so that's what i was looking for and it didn't mean that the platform was falling apart because that did start for a while it happened and then after the update everything just went to hell so <laughs> um so the whole telegram thing was kind of interesting or sorry the whole float thing was interesting because it started out one day, I heard about it, I was on the platform, I wanted to see, hey, um, what can I do? What, how can I live stream here? I'd love to live stream. So I joined their Telegram group and this lady named Erin is like, hey, I'd love to help you. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So she gives me the directions on how to set up the live stream. And guess what? She turns out to be the CEO. It was pretty cool. You know, um, some of the things, so here's the thing. This is why I want to kind of share with you guys is, okay, I spent a bunch of time, a bunch of energy investing in this platform called Float. Am I sad about it? Do I chalk it up as a failure? Absolutely not. You know, I learned that. I, for a while, I started a 24-7 radio station on there. I had a second account where my um, pre-recorded podcast would stream all the time. So I learned a bit about that, which was totally cool. I was the creator spotlight once. I even started a Tuesday exclusive video platform, uh, video series over there, which turned out to be my um, smaller, shorter reviews. I realized really quick that exclusive content isn't the way to go, but that's a whole other story for another day. Like I said, I grew to 1,400 followers in 18 months. Um, so it wasn't all bad. Here's the thing. Um, I made a list of some people, and I bet you I I'm... I probably missed everybody, but so I met studio 8424 over there that he was, I still don't even really know who he is, but he was one of the, thanks Terry. Terry said, enjoy my evening over on TikToks. Good to have you. So he was one of the first people that was, um, simul streaming my stuff, which was awesome. I loved it. It was great to have someone else who was, um, supporting me, which was awesome. I met Greg Arcade over there. Now, if you guys don't know who Greg Arcade is, the opening music to the channel was from him. He supplied that to me. He's a fellow Canuck. He's from Manitoba. He's a freedom-loving country singer. He's awesome. What a great dude. And we connected first 
through there. I first met Liberty Late Night and had one of the most fun live streams I've ever had from Float. I'm pretty sure I met Melody Kay and Bonnie Blue over there first, who are both members of the Telegram group now and who are people that I believe are or were, sorry, are friends now through the community. So I met a bunch of people. I grew my brand. I grew my community. I grew my audience using Float. Um, the thing is, who knows how many people maybe were first exposed. Yes, Liberty Light. We, <clears throat> we had a blast. We need to do it again. And I'll have you back when I, I don't have the Rona. That was horrible. That was a fun night. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so who knows how many people maybe heard a little bit of what I had to say through Float at some point or another. How many people maybe got inspired by hearing a story or watching a video that I maybe posted on float. So none of it was, you know, none of it was um, sunk capital. None of it was lost time. It was all doing what we do in community building and content creation. Uh, Brian from the Lots Project, that's right. His opening and closing music is from Greg. Pretty sure this is me. The thing is, what do we have to lose from trying out these alternative social media platforms? Um, Guys, if you're still over on TikTok, I'm getting an awful bit of lag. If anybody's having any trouble, just give me a thumbs up over there. If everything's still coming through here, I, I won't close TikTok yet. But if it gets too bad, we might end up closing it over there. Um, the thing is, I've always said, it only takes about 10% longer to post to multiple platforms. The work is in creating the content to post somewhere first. And so if you're posting to one platform, posting to four or five just becomes copy and paste, which is great. And that's why I love trying out these alternative platforms, because it gives you a chance to get in on the ground floor. It gives you a chance to grow a following and meet a whole bunch of really cool people a lot quicker. And you don't get lost in all of the background noise that you get on the big platforms, right? So there's that. Um, so just because Float turned out to be a flaming disaster that may or not may or may not have been some sort of crypto pump and dump, uh, I don't know what it is. We, we can play with the, the terminology and say, you know, float sank or floats on fire, whatever it happens to be. But no matter what, it was a platform that when I was growing or getting started as a content creator, I was able to, to get on and get going. And that's what I think about all these alternative platforms. Two things. I don't think that being on being out on all these alternative platforms mean you need to give up on all the big ones either. Um, at one time, there was a real... Uh, there was, there was a real movement to just completely give those up. And if you want to give those platforms up completely, I have no problem. But here's the thing. I want to preach the gospel of preparedness. I want to teach the gospel of preparedness to as many people as I possibly can. I want this to be a business for me as well. But I want to be able to help and, and inspire, influence, whatever, as many people as I can. So I'm on both. I'm on all of them. Uh, Jason said float didn't float. Amen. Yeah. So, you know, I'm on... Right now, when we're talking, you know, we're, we're streaming live on Odyssey. We're streaming live on Rumble. We're streaming live on Telegram. I would consider all of those alternative platforms. I mean, Telegram's well known, but it's still very much uh, an open, kind of fairly free speech platform. There was something right here. Yeah. Um, Renegade is Telegram the best platform. Bar none. I'm right about this. I, I believe you. I'm absolutely. Uh, along uh, with you there. Oh, Hunter says Twitch as well. Yeah. So 
I want to be everywhere because I want to meet as many people. I want to hopefully influence as many people. And if you're thinking, okay, well, what do I do? Um, where do I start? Well, my first thing with alternative platforms is, like I said, I give all of them 90 days. I give them three months to at least get started. It doesn't mean you have to give up at, at 90 days. It means in 90 days, you're going to say, well, have I got a... I got a return on my investment. Uh, yeah, Liberty Late Night says we love Twitch. I need to talk to you more, uh, guys. I, I need to figure out how to grow my presence on Twitch. Uh, I'm I've completely ignored it. I basically just set it up so that people show up over there. Um, we, you know, the most I think we've ever had is maybe four streamers or four viewers at one time on Twitch. But I would love to to build that a little bit more. But there's so much potential growth. Uh, when you hop on to these alternative platforms early on. Um, something personally I want to make sure is that when I hop on these alternative platforms, that I say, you know what, it's not an endorsement. It's a place that I am. It's a place that I'm going to try out. Uh, you can try it as well. Uh, I don't want, you know, I really, not that, you know, it matters that much, but I really put a lot of talk and time behind and that was okay because that was the thing I wanted to uh, get into. But um, Potpourri of Life says I'm on Twitch, but I haven't found my niche. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got to I got to spend a little more time over there, and I'm going to. But you know, am I going to try more alternative platforms? Yeah, I am. It's uh, you know the fact that floats on fire doesn't scare me a bit. If anything, you see what you know, Aaron and Kingsley at least they originally wanted to do with it. Who knows what happened at the end? Hi, Dave H over on TikTok. So we saw what happened. One of these is going to succeed. And I'm not sure how it's going to happen because all of these different, every different content creator seems like they're on a different platform right now. And everything is just sort of all over the place. And it's very much, um, you know, um, well, let's look at it this way. <laughs> Lots says the the, fed, the feds. Um, Jason's a big fan of tickety talky. So I had Jester on the other night. He is he has moved off onto a platform called Clapper, which is really cool, interesting. I'm going to try that. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Prepper Broadcast Network is on Element.io. You know, a lot of people have put a lot of stock into Fountain.fm. There's just a ton of different, a whole bunch of these alternative platforms. Everybody wants to try one. Everyone wants to be theirs. You know, Tag from Life Done Free is, uh, he has launched uh, Freesteading. And so I'm going to be spending some time over there uh, getting my, uh, so the last couple of days I've been kind of trying to expand my footprint, getting used to it just a little bit. So there's a ton of those platforms over there. <laughs> so yes, Renegade Butcher said, you got the Clapper. Here's the thing. Clapper is supposedly a free speech platform that is basically a clone of TikTok. And there will be no end to the funny, inappropriate jokes we can make based on the name of Clapper. So after I had Jester on the show the other night, I trust his opinion enough that I set up an account. And I'm going to try to learn it. I'm going to give it 90 days. I'm going to test it out. I'm back over on freesteading. I set it up and basically just left it there. Now I'm going to spend some time after I had tag on the show and I'm like, you know what? I really need to invest over there because there's a lot of like-minded folk. So there's that. Uh, Fountain.fm. I have been pushing Fountain a lot and I hope it succeeds. 
I have to say that the last little while, there's been a, a few little things that have just rubbed me the wrong way. And I really, really hope that it's not, you know, it's not the start of things to come like it was with Float. I really hope it isn't. You know, I've talked to the people there a couple of times and, you know, we're in the Telegram group with them and I really hope things are okay, but it is what it is. Uh, I love Fountain. I have not found a platform for audio content that allows me to interact with my community like Fountain does, which is great. So I'm going to support it. I'm going to keep working there. And until shit goes sideways or it becomes the big thing, right? Uh, it is. Um, so Potpourri says, um, one thing I want to share, despite the challenges we can learn, it can let us down, yet the greatest outcome is what we learn, uh, is when we learn what not to do. Yes. Uh, reflect on how it changes for the better and take that strength or further our mission and passion. Uh, absolutely. Letty Lou says um, she's really enjoying freesteading and Potpourri of Life says freesteading is my tribe, like-minded people. Absolutely. And uh, yes, so here, here's the thing, Renegade. I totally agree with you. He says, Fountain has its bugs and I have a lot of faith in what they're doing. Um, yeah. So, and Lot says the beta version of Fountain is rough. Oh, to the beta is pretty good. And yes, I totally, I, I mean, I'm not saying that Fountain is going to go down at all. I don't. I just, just recently, like the whole thing with the, you know, kind of hiding the clips and stuff. I'm sure it wasn't done on purpose. It just, it frustrated me. And that's part of being into these leading edge, bleeding edge platforms. You're going to end up having shit that you just don't like. I'm going to, all right. So guys, anybody who's over on TikTok, if you want to come over, and join us in Twitch, Telegram, YouTube would be the place, Facebook. Come on over. I'm going to close out the, um, there we go, the studio. Uh, just give me a second. And then hopefully it will speed things up here a little bit because I've been having a lot of lag and it's uh, it's hard to uh, keep things going for you guys. So sorry about that. We'll see where we end up. Um, Letty Lou says, the age of being a digital nomad, we see something new and check it out. We're not afraid to take the leap. And that's the thing, because the older the older a person gets, the harder it is to learn new things. That's why, you know, the average age of uh, Facebook users has gotten so old, because everybody who was there has just stayed with it. The young people have gone to new things. So that's what ends up making it difficult when it comes down to it is you get used to something. So try to always be open to trying some of these new platforms. And, and I will be, I hope I never get stuck in my way so much that I'm not willing to try, right? So it is what it is. Um, you know, I'm excited to try these. I tried in the past, I tried mines and it just didn't, grab me. I don't know why I wasn't excited with it. It, it didn't, I, I wasn't able to bring my, I don't know. It just, it didn't click with me. I tried, I didn't build um, a following or I didn't kind of get a bit of uh, momentum behind it. And so I dropped it. I tried fire on P H I P H I R E O N. And that was not for me at all. And that's okay. You know, um, right now uh, I'm using rumble, which has become kind of my uh, YouTube alternative platform, which I love. Um, I'm also on Odyssey. I was almost ready to give up on Odyssey. And then I started looking at the numbers and I realized that I get pretty good traction with most of my content over there. You know, not, not great. I don't get a lot from the live streams, but it was kind of broken for a while because 
I would live stream there, but then it wouldn't upload. And I knew how to upload it, but then I couldn't get it to upload. So I sent an email out to him recently and I said, hey, can you guys pull over my live streams? Because before that, they were always um, limited to one hour. And so they said, sure. So now all my live streams will be cached over on Odyssey as well. And I realized I, I have a following over there, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> uh, Liberty, uh, hang on, Liberty. I uh, said, hey, if you're more and I welcome to come on. Uh, otherwise, I'll figure something dumb to do. So my wife and I are doing a live stream tomorrow night talking about the first episode of Last of Us from 7 Mountain Time till probably 8 Mountain Time. But if you're looking for somebody after that, I'm sure I can pop on. It would be fun. Yes. Um, Jason says, I like TikTok because I'm not big on spending time on editing. My YouTube is stagnant because I don't edit. I get it. Yes, I absolutely do. I'm really enjoying the short form content because... I can I can record five one minute videos and I'll and have them uploaded in less time than it takes me to do one YouTube video, polish it up and you know, but it is what it is, right? So Rumble, Odyssey, those are two platforms that I'm using that are alternative. Fountain.fm is great. I um yeah, like I said, there's nothing better for you know earning a few Satoshis while you're at it. But what I love is the comments people can comment on things and just make it happen i i love it i love the interaction i've never that's been the biggest downfall to me in um what do you, uh, like audio form content is that it's very passive it was just you listen to it and then you move on and you got no feedback from the audience or very, very little unless somebody would find you on social media and say hey tim i really liked your video or whatever right so Hey, speaking of Tag, his ears must have been burning. Good to have you, Tag. Always love having you here. And uh, I'm going to say, on a little tangent, but if um, if you're looking to grow or, or start something and get there faster, short-form content is the place. And I am so glad I listened to John Willis last May when he said, if you're not on TikTok, you're wrong. And if anybody, you'd think John Willis didn't like TikTok and he yeah he, he kicked me in the ass and said tim you need to be on tiktok so i said okay i committed to doing it seven months later i'm almost at ten thousand followers there is quick growth that can happen in this short form content right now facebook is I, i'm you know i'm not growing quite as fast there but joseph mills from mills construction has gone from almost no followers to a hundred thousand followers in way less than a year over there they're uh, monetizing stuff now. I've made like 10 bucks in the first month. It's not a ton, but it's a little more money coming in. It's exciting. But short form content, uh, if you look at a Porterhouse and Teal right now, my buddy Eric, he has gone, I think I checked the other day, he's at like 14,000 subscribers. And he basically got started in October when we were talking at Self-Reliance Festival. And he has based growth on shorts. And uh, <laughs> Jason says, you're welcome on John, because he told him to go on TikTok. Yes. And you're right too, Jason, because it is the platform. Here's something I found. So I've gone from like 60 followers to 450 followers on Facebook in the last two months. And guess what I'm getting? I've gone from 30 views on my live stream to some of them are getting 300 views over there, simply because I've been posting regular short form content. Now, will that hold up? I have no idea. But you know what's cool about that? 
maybe 10 people out of all of them find this crazy Canuck called Toolman Tim. And they're like, hey, I love his gospel of preparedness and repairedness, and I'd love to follow him. And I'm going to support him. And so I'm going to go over to YouTube or toolmantim.com or co or whatever, and I'm going to follow him. That's the beauty of it. It's all a numbers and an eyeballs game. And that that's what's really cool. So, yeah, I... I went down this whole rabbit hole I didn't plan on for short form content. But like I said, if if you're not doing short form content, I'm going to say it. You're probably missing out. I'm, I don't want to say you're wrong, but I'm going to say you're wrong. I was wrong because I wasn't doing it. it. It is the place right now. It's it's like what YouTube was whenever YouTube was growing like gangbusters, right? Now, can you still start from scratch and do content? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. But if you want a, a hack to speed it up, it seems like short form 60 second video clips vertical and, you know, just learn how to do it. I had no idea. I used to make fun of my kids even before I started uh, <laughs> on YouTube. I used to wake my girls up in the morning. And I'd go in and be like, I would do my fake YouTube voice. Be like, hi, guys. Today I'm live streaming and telling my girls it's time to wake up. And they would get so mad at me because I do the fake YouTube voice. And then a year later, I become a YouTuber. And then I'd make fun of their tickety talk videos because I don't know, they all had the same audio or soundtrack to them. And now I'm doing that too. So, you know, I'm not on the leading edge of it at all, but it's there. It's um, a platform to make money at. And yeah. So a couple other ones, like I said, freesteading, I'm going to go balls to the wall and freesteading for the next 90 days. And we're going to see what happens. I'm excited because that's what, like I said, 90 days. A clapper, I'm going to do clapper as well. I'm not going to get the clapper, but I'm going to use clapper, uh, like I said, which is an app on the phone, which runs just like TikTok. And we're going to see. I do some live streams over there. I really wish more platforms would open things up. Uh, Instagram has the Instagram pro producer studio, which is going to allow the larger content creators right now to stream you third party software like StreamYard. So as soon as that happens, I'm either going to drop one of my two Facebook platforms or Odyssey for the live stream. It'll still be um, recorded on Odyssey, but I would love to start live streaming over on Instagram as well, like we are on TikTok. I think it's a, a platform that is uh, still growing and I, I get a fair bit of growth sometimes over there. So yeah, uh, Clapper, Freesteading. Now, how do you decide when you cut your losses? For me, that was one of the things. Um, <laughs> for me, like I said, 90 days, but it doesn't, you pick whatever your time frame is, but you need to decide, okay, what am I going to do? And like I said, it only takes 10% more time to post to five platforms than it does to post to one because you got to create the content. That's where the time comes in. But that 10% more time is still your time. Your time is valuable. So at what point do you say, well, fuck it, throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, you have to give up on it. And that's what I did with float and it sucked. At first it kind of stung and I held on too long. But eventually if you're not getting return on your investment, if you're putting time into something and you're not seeing anything come back, well then you need to figure out, okay, where do I go? Because that extra 10% of time can be used for something. Like, like I said, my word of the year this year is concentrate. And concentrate meant I was going to, concentrate my time on the things that gave me the biggest return on my investment for time or money this year. So that is what it is. So you need to figure out what your line is. If if you're not getting any, any exposure or growing or whatever it happens to be, just figure it out. Set yourself a time frame. Set yourself a map that tells you whether you're succeeding or not. And if you're not, then walk away and go to a different platform, right? 
Jason says his kids got mad when he blew up and he started showing up in their For You page. Yes, <laughs> that happens to my kids now too. It's kind of cool. Um, you know, so eventually I decided, hey, float, float is no more for me. Float is fired. Oh dear. Here we go. Keep going. And uh, it just become unusable. I probably waited three months too long. But when I did, I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to try something different. So I reactivated or started using my old Twitter page, Twitter handle, which used to be for comic books from like 10 years ago. And I said, well, so I've started building that up and um, rumble. And so I basically took my energy I was putting into float and I put it over into Twitter and rumble. And I've had a huge return on my investment for it. So that's what you got to do, right? Uh, John Magnus, good to have you, man. Says, uh, been making a lot more shorts for my channel lately this weekend. I'm going to use the website John Willis talked about that will automatically share to all the other platforms like TikTok. I got to check that out. So right now, when I share a meme or a link, um, not so much my shorts, but if I share a, a meme or a photo or a group of photos or anything like that, I share it first to Instagram. I copy and paste the information. But what I like about Instagram is it will automatically post it over to my Facebook page if you click the right button and it'll click, it'll share it to my Twitter feed as well. So those are really good. And then I go over to MeWe because that's the only other alternative platform that I'm using because there's still some people over there that I really respect and enjoy. It still feels like a mix between MySpace and Facebook from 2009, but there's a good community over there. So I'm using it and I get a return on my investment as well. So there's that. But um, then beyond that, when it comes to, oh, hey, we got uh, Heartland Farm. Good to have you. Said made a short for our YouTube. We don't have many videos and it skyrocketed to our most viewed video in 12 hours. That's where it's at. That's what I find. Um, you know, my my latest, if I put up a, a tool review video, like my, I just put up a tool review video for um, my DeWalt tool bag. And right now it's sitting at about 150 views. And that's really good for a video that's only been out for a couple of days. My stuff is long tail content. <laughs> so it sits and then it starts making views over and over and over again. But up front, that's kind of what I get. But it's pretty common for me to put up a short that'll get 1,500, 2,000 views. And you look at, I, I flipped through it today and a lot of my shorts will pick me up three or four subscribers which is a lot more than my my new videos will pick up in that short time. Now, the thing about shorts is they have a really short life. <laughs> so they come in. A lot of times what I'll get is maybe a little bump of 100 views, and then it'll sit for a couple hours, and then I'll get this big bump of 1,500, 2,000 views, which is cool. That's not much for shorts, but it is what it is. And then it just sits, and it's gone. And it goes through. I've never had a short video retrend again. Maybe it's possible. But what I love about TikTok is, you know, it's pretty common for me right now to have a video over there that will get 10 or 20 or 40,000 views, which is great. I just need to figure out what the hell to do with TikTok. <laughs> you know, it's great to get a lot of eyeballs on me. It's great to have this platform to stream to, but it's uh, TikTok, I don't know, uh, you know, um, I took a troll who pissed me off and I turned him into two subscriptions to my patch of the month club. So it's not that TikTok hasn't made me any money. It's just that I need to figure out what I'm going to do with it. I know I'm growing there and I'm getting eyeballs on me, but I, I need to figure out how it's going to become monetized and become part of my overall business plan. 
And uh, Maisie Poo, my wife just said I'm pretty glitchy on TikTok. I'm going to try to uh, <laughs> um, see if we can close this out, guys. I got it over on my bad monitor and uh, everything clicked funny over there. So I, I've got some, I've been getting ready to upgrade my, uh, my home studio here as well. And so I'm trying to get rid of, uh, I'm going to put in a new monitor, a bigger 24 inch in the center. I got a new uh, camera coming. So you guys, hopefully the uh, content will, uh, you know, polish up a little bit more for you. Uh, Midnight Mechanical, that's my brother-in-law as well, said, picking up people with your shorts. Yes, my shorts always attract lots of new viewers. I'm not sure why, but it is what it is. So, <laughs> so yeah. What do you guys think? What I should have been asking you a few questions as we went along tonight. I forgot to, but uh, what alternative platforms are you guys on right now? Because I'm always looking for more. Uh, you know, like I said, it doesn't take any extra time to post to this one or that one or whatever it happens to be. So, um, yeah, I... I'm always looking to pick up a couple more, but uh, right now Clapper's going to be the one I'm going to try in freesteading. I've heard so much good stuff about freesteading, and, and you know what? Maybe we'll have to put a set of shorts out or put it on the table, and maybe we'll do a whole other episode on short form tent right now. Maybe I'll get a couple of people on who have been finding quite a bit of success with it, um, because I would, I'd love to do something on short form content. Uh, it really is the way to go right now. And you know what? It's going to change again. Who knows what it's going to be next time? Uh, you know, maybe it'll be virtual reality or 3D or I don't know. And I don't really care. I just know that content creation is content creation and you just need to, <laughs> the Lots Project says right now his favorite is MySpace. So that that's good for you. Uh, you know, I, I, the kids are into digital cameras that are 15 years old right now because it gives them the aesthetic. I don't think they use that word quite right, but I'm not going to tell them because they won't listen to me anyway. But uh, what what I really love about being on TikTok is that I learn all of the Gen Z lingo. <clears throat> and then I get to use it inappropriately to embarrass my kids. So apparently, uh, if you're from Ohio, you're really dull or something. I don't know. And if something's just okay, it's mid, So in case you're wondering. But the problem is, as soon as I learn these new words, the kids go and change them on us, right? Um, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't. Jason says, since you can't get in the creator fund, join the creator marketplace. That's where you get sponsored. Thank you, Jason. I will give that a shot. And let's see if we can. I keep trying to exit the studio over here because it's made me really glitchy on TikTok. But since it doesn't want to let me do it, we're just going to let it run for the rest of the night. So I'll give that a shot. But yeah, I, I'm i excited. Um, you know, I will always strive to make my content you know, as interesting and digestible as I can for you guys. And I'll go to where the eyeballs are. And, th and that's what I hope, you know, if you're, you know, an up and coming or a fast rising or somebody has been doing it for a long time, you know, we get stuck in our ways and it's important to get out there and try different platforms. So yeah. Um, I wanted this to be not a shit on float, <laughs> you know, yes. Don't sink. Yeah, it did. Float's gone. That's cool. But what I wanted it to be was something that encouraged us to get out there and get on the platforms that we think we'd like to try and give it a shot. It's all we can do. What else can you do? That's the cool thing about content creation is, you know, you, you try a bunch of different platforms, you try a bunch of different things, and eventually you find your shtick. You find your voice, you know. Look at somebody like Art Bell, for instance, you know, who, you know, probably go down as the, you know, the, the single biggest guy in conspiracy radio and was, you know, a talk radio icon. But he started off, I want to say it was over in Korea, doing basically, you know, not being known by anybody. And 
you want to believe that the first time that one of his stations, one of his shows got picked up in syndication, I bet he was excited. And eventually he was on over 500 radio stations around North America. So it, it doesn't happen all at once, but it happens by trying and committing and just putting out the best damn content you can put out for, you know, and just showing up and being, <laughs> being on time. Yeah. But no, honestly, just, you know, being that guy and finding what you do best. So that's where it comes from. And with us in the preparedness sphere and the anarchist sphere and the free speech sphere, we need to try some of these alternative platforms because, Hey, there could be a day when we get shut off from some of those other platforms. So we need to make sure we have um, a backup plan and we need to make sure we have a place where we can go and talk and we can be free speech minded. But I'm also going to go on all the other platforms. You know, <laughs> this is not the same thing, but for those of you who know, and those of you who don't, um, Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, but the reformist, the, the reformation guy from, I forget exactly when, he took his thesis and he he's basically like, hey, the Catholic Church sucks. Uh, and, you know, they were all getting together and chatting and carrying on in private. And he took his thesis, I think is what it was called, and he nailed it to the door in a public space. And he, he preached, everybody listened, and he talked. He, he went to where all the people were and he talked to all those people. And that's what's important. And if we just completely lose ourselves only in alternative platforms in those echo chambers, uh, echo, cha echo chambers, then we're never going to have a chance to talk to all these other people that are like, hey, I'm a little scared. I hate the shit that's going on in Russia right now, or I hate Y2K, or I hate the Mayans, or whatever it happened to be. If we're not on those platforms, how are we ever going to say, hey, you know what? There's a better way. So that's what I'm going to do until they kick me off, I guess. But that's it for me this week, guys. Uh, this was great. I appreciate you. I, I very much. Uh, that's all I had to say about alternative social media tonight, but it was a good one. Need to take a breath for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's it. But uh, tomorrow night, me and my uh, much more beautiful other half, Mrs. Cook, are going to be doing our first in nine installments of the uh, Last of Us recap. I'm really excited about that. You guys seem to really enjoy my movie episode, so we decided, hey, why not jump on the Last of Us bandwagon? Because we we love the game, and so far we love the show. And we also love talking about popular culture and media, and that's another outlet for us to be creative. So we're going to do it. So join us tomorrow night at the same time. Uh, look up. <laughs> Canadian Armstead says, uh, now let's all go get clap Er, Yes. Thank you, Brian, for the great comment about it being a great live stream. I appreciate you. And I'm not actually sure if I made... Um, a commitment for Liberty Late Night tomorrow night or not, but I really hope I can work with them. Uh, if you're still listening out there, send me an email, therealtimcook at gmail.com, and we will uh, we'll make it happen. If we can't make it happen this week, we'll make it happen. So that's it for me tonight, guys. Thank you so much for dropping by. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. <laughs>